Hi, and welcome back to another episode of NRI Woman, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Bettina. And I'm Lenora. We hope in sharing these stories you will be inspired, learn something new, or know you're not alone in some of the struggles you face. Joining us in our conversation today is Jennifer D'Souza, commercial director at a Trav Tech company, member of the 100 Sari Pact, and who became a single parent at the age of 45 through adoption. Adoption as a single woman is uncommon in the Indian culture. Former Miss Universe and actor Shishmita Sen is amongst the first Indian celebrities to adopt a child in the year 2000 as a single woman and the one to bring the conversation out into the open. Jennifer chats with us about her experience through the adoption process, adjusting to her new life as a parent, and why she chose to adopt. Um, I had friends with children, uh, my close friends, you know, they got married around me, they had kids. In fact, I'm godmother to Sue's uh, triplets, one of the godparents. So I would always have them over, and any like for Easter, I'll have a egg hunt at home. Uh, for Christmas, I'll have a separate party for the children. That time, I, you know, it was good. Kids come, play, then they go back. All, all fabulous. So I'm like, you know, the fun auntie. Um, this was Jan 2015, I think, or December 2014. I, sometime around that. I was talking in the office with someone. I didn't realize one of his kids was adopted. He had his own and he had adopted another uh, person. I said, oh, really? And then he was just, you know, just talking about it. And, um, and I was hitting 45. In, uh, in Jan, um, and I was just thinking, it was just one of those uh, things, you know, I've got uh, a good career, I've got a great network of friends and I can see these kids and there's something different when, and I've seen my friends, how they've evolved. So I thought about all that practically, I said, well, maybe I could actually give a child a good home. Then coincidentally, then in end of Jan, I was at this friend's birthday and Umna Menon was there. Omna Menon is licensed by CARA to facilitate adoptions from India in the Gulf countries. CARA, the Central Adoption Resource Authority, is the statutory body under the Indian Ministry of Women and Child Development for the adoption of Indian children. So she was like literally sitting, I said, how easy or difficult it is to, again, I'm living in Dubai, so I'm aware of, you know, socially here to adopt may not be easy. So she said, I know of a couple of single mothers who have adopted. So it's happened. Uh, I said, oh, uh, what are the, what is the process? So she said, call me, I will let you know. And she gave me a tough time to give me an uh, appointment and on purpose because she wanted to see if it was just a party conversation or you know how people just say oh yeah I want to do this let me know I'll help you sort of a thing but I pursued and I spoke to my friend also please what's what's happened you know can you speak to her and then she said okay come and meet me and she said these are the requirements and it was literally I was just following you know I got the paperwork together gave, and I really didn't think it would happen so I didn't have time to think there was no light bulb moment. It was just, uh, it, it was very organic, if I may say so. Uh, like meeting a couple of people who had adopted, then meeting her at the party. Like I just thought these are signs, you know. And, and then when it happened so quickly, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> you know, if you had asked me this November of 2014, I would have said, ah, what nonsense. You know, I don't know, I'm not sure. So it literally just um, evolved, yeah, just fell in place, like everything else. And since he came, everything, um, I think, has fallen in place, I would say, you know. 
Before Jennifer set the ball rolling, she needed one very important person to be on board with the idea. Uh, initially, convincing my mom was a little bit of because her thing was, you're over 45, you know, at this age, you're, you're on your own, you're going to retire. Uh, you, know, you know, she's thinking like that. And the child, we don't know what age the child will be, and the child will still be in college, how are you going to do that? I said, mom, um, you know, that in that sense, I think we can, we can manage uh, that situation. And then it was more like, don't know who the child is, where it's coming from. So again, I, I had to give her examples of people in the family <laughs> whose parents are well known. I said, there are no guarantees. You know, you can know who the parents are. We know very well. But the child may turn out like X, Y, Z, you know. So one can, one can never guarantee these things. We can only hope and pray. And I think just uh, because a child is adopted, it's not going to be any different. So she came around and she is like, oh my gosh, she totally dotes on him, totally dotes on him. Um, so that was very important for me. With her mom's support, Jennifer began the adoption process. She only specified the age of the child and the state from which she wanted the child. So she wouldn't have to struggle with a language barrier. She chose not to specify the gender of the child, even though that was an option. Literally, my papers went in April, no, May. End of May, an orphanage was appointed. And that same week, the papers came and I didn't expect a boy. I thought being a single woman, I'll get a girl. So I didn't specify the sex of the child. So, so I, that was a shock when I remember I was, um, I was traveling with a colleague, I was on a work trip. So I remember going to the hotel room and I told my colleague we were supposed to catch up for work. So she came in and I was like, I said, oh, and then the second email, with this D. I said, it's a boy. And she said, oh, but look at that face. I said, well, it's a boy. You know, uh, <laughs> I have to like take him to the toilet, teach him like boy things. You know, I'm an only child, so I didn't have brothers. So I said, well, let me go and ha go and see him. So what was her first meeting with Ansh like? Um, so I went because it was Mumbai um, and this little kid came out in overgrown clothes, you know, clothes that don't fit him. And my first thought was, I'll be honest, it was not love at first sight or anything. I just looked at it and I said, God, I need to take him home and put him in like clothes that fit him. And even he just looked, you know, whatever. So then I just said yes, literally that week. It was uh, beginning June. I must have met him since he came to us in October. So I went every month to just, you know, weekends to go and see him. But having said that, on the last day when everything was done and when I went to pick him up, he was crying his heart out. I just picked him up, ran out of the orphanage, sat in the car, because the whole thing was planned. Like, we'll go, we'll see where he sleeps, we see, didn't happen because he was just uh, hysterical. Because he must have been told that you're leaving today and that's the place he knows as home, right? So, so yeah, so that was uh, the first, uh, first bit. She took Ansh, then almost three years old, home to Mumbai, and then to the UAE where Jennifer is currently based. What were the first few months like? For me, the first few months here, he would be, if someone talks nicely to him, he would be with that person. You know, so that used to annoy me. Like we would go to a get together, anyone nice to him, he'll stick to them, he'll hug them, which used to irritate me. I'm like, no, you know, I should be your primary caretaker. I realized he was more calmer than I was. I was the one um, how do you put it? You know, I'm now 48, right? When I adopted him, I was over 45. So um, I've been married before and divorced, but I've never had, to, I've had dogs. It's different. They listen to you, right? They, yeah. <laughs> and there is this, 
little person with a mind of his own who just doesn't want, you know, sometimes wants to do things. So that used to really, I learned a lot about myself, I should say. What did you learn? <laughs> to be patient. <laughs> Yes. And to, yeah, and to listen um, because that's, um, you know, when you've pretty much been um, your own master in a way, like do what you want, only child, uh, you know, um, work-wise. In every every other uh, this thing, it's always been my decision. I've always managed. Uh, it's always been my way. So, so that was interesting for me. And I must say, I was, um, I used to be quite hard. Uh, on, on him, you know, disciplined. It's not always love at first sight for most parents. Sometimes the connection is instant and other times it takes a while before one can form that bond. What was Jennifer's experience like? It wasn't love at first sight. Yeah. I got a bit worried and even when he came, I just wanted to look after him, you know what I mean? Make sure that, okay, is he okay, is he eating well? You know, those kind of things. But that, I, I really felt really bad because I, I have dogs. And I, you know, I know that feeling when I look at them, that complete meltdown. Whereas he was like, okay, are you all right? You know, very to the point. I was telling my friend, I said, is, is there something wrong? What, what am I doing? So she said, believe me, we all have gone through this. There is no light bulb. So I said, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not so, not so bad. But he's, he is also a happy kid. He's a happy kid, which makes a difference. Yeah. So, Today we watch the film and, you know, and all these now children's movies have these action scenes. So he just hopped and jumped into my lap and, you know, uh, before he wouldn't do that, he would just sit at his, in his seat and, you know, he would just go into the seat rather than come to me. But now he, he comes to me. So, so that, yeah. But that is not a, a bond that happened overnight. It didn't even happen in the first six months. It took a good year or so. Um, to develop both sides. I think for me, his side also, uh, I think for him initially it was more like, okay, there's someone here who's taking care of me, looking after my needs, I want this, I want that, you know, that sort of a thing. But I think now that family uh, feeling is there uh, for him. That sense of family is a feeling that Jennifer shares too. It comes across when she talks about Ansh. Her face has that warm, melting glow of love and her tone softer. With the home environment stable, what was it like coping with external environment? He's just blended in. Like even the friends kids, they've just accepted him. Except for some awkward questions like, hang on, ch child starts from zero. How is Ansh like three? By the time he came to Dubai, he was three. You know, those kind of questions. Whereas here, the, the other question is, where's my daddy? Or where is his dad? More than him, the, fr his, the friends ask, yeah. where's your dad? So I told him, I said, mommy doesn't, uh, you know, have a husband. So mommy is your mommy and daddy both. So then he's like, oh, okay, well, like recently Father's Day was there. So in school, he made a card, but to mom. Yeah. And he said, everyone did a card to their dad, but I don't have a dad. So I did it for mom. Like he's very matter of fact now. Yeah. Uh, and he regards, like if anyone asks him about his dad, he says, I have a grandfather, but he's dead. He's in heaven. <laughs> Antra's matter-of-fact way of dealing with the questions is probably him echoing his mum. She's open with Ansh about how they are part of each other's lives, just as she's direct with the people asking her about her life. Initially, he used to just react, you know, but children go through that, I realise, you know, like hitting, pinching. Uh, so I had people around me sometimes like, oh, do you think because, you know, I'm like, no, 
this is how a child reacts and i still get that sometimes so how is he doing does he talk about the past how is he now i'm like what's wrong was he ever ill <laughs> you know they there are like well meaning huh? really uh, not people who are very close to me but like colleagues and others who know uh, of the adoption they say oh now has he has he fitted in is he okay my he is perfectly fine <laughs> No, no, we didn't mean it like that, you know, then they sort of, I said, no, I know where you're coming from, but no, there has been no, uh, what do you call, hangover from the good old days, that sort of a thing. I said, no, nothing at all. It was like any two and a half year old that you would know, um, uh, you know, with extra energy, completely normal. Jennifer's the only child. Does she want Ansh to have a sibling? I, I think the only thing that was overwhelming was the attention. From parents, yes. As a single child, it's like you're you're yeah. the end all and be all. Yeah. So you know you can't do anything uh, without um, a reaction. Um, but I had lots of friends and lots of very good friends. Maybe that compensated for not having a sibling at home. Um, with him, they, I did initially think maybe I should adopt again. But I've been so lucky with uh, with Ansh and his um, you know just everything about him. Um, the way he he just uh, blended and you know fitted into our lives, I don't think I I'll have the courage. Um, I think one is one is more than enough. Apart from the expected adjustments of being a parent, how else has Jennifer's life changed? <laughs> like initially, if I would travel in a plane and there's a child crying, I'll be like, you know, seriously, <laughs> like something about it but now I think I have more empathy uh, although he, he's really well behaved on a, on a plane but you know when you look at uh, mothers parents I have I have more empathy for what um, they go through um, in that sense um, I don't lose my patience just like that um, I also understand when when parents just dote on their kids and they, all they want to do is talk about them <laughs> Like, I get it. Initially, like, can you just like change the conversation? Like, I know, you know. <laughs> now I, I, <laughs> I get it. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one bit which has helped, and and really um, uh, more than softer, I think, being more patient and listening, which has helped me everywhere, not just uh, with uh, you know being a mum, but also in a in a social setup. It's not about me anymore. You know, it's not just listen to me. Um, like I'm, I know best, or you know what I'm saying is the right thing. It's it's uh, it's helped me to take a step back, <laughs> and it's worked. But um, but this has taught me to sort of let go and relax a bit <laughs> at my old age. <laughs> Jennifer shares what she thinks are some things one may like to consider if one is thinking of becoming a parent via adoption. So I think they need to ask themselves why do you need a child. If it's just to tick a box, then you know, then may as well not. Uh, but yeah, I understand if they do, they can't have kids and they want to give that love to a child, then it's different. And 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 when they go for a kid, like um, I know so many uh, Westerners, they adopt uh, you know children from Ethiopia or other uh, completely different cultures, which is great. Uh, but my personal feeling towards it is. I, I'm glad my child is from my culture in that sense. Uh, you know, we, we look alike, uh, we share the same um, nationality in that sense, in, in, as in he comes from there. Okay, I don't think I would have been able to adopt uh, 
Chinese or you know other uh, not for any other reason because I'm very Indian in in the way I am. So those are the questions they need to ask themselves. You know what lifestyle they have, will they be, um, what is the support? Like I said, my support system was there. I had friends with kids. If they were all single, uh, I don't know how it would have been. So uh, so in that gave me the confidence. So they need to look at that because when you bring a child, it's not just you and the child. Huh? Yeah. You, yeah, it can't be that. I, I don't think, I mean, even though I'm a single parent, I do not think I would have been able to manage without the help of my family and my friends. No way. You need that support. So whoever is thinking of that, they need to look at, you know, their society, their support system. Very, very important. I think that's the number one. Everything else will fall in place. What has she found most rewarding about becoming a parent? And does she have any regrets? The best thing is my relationship with my mom. That has improved, like, uh, we were always, uh, you know, uh, like this, yeah. From, from the time I was, I remember, uh, a kid, always. Both of us, you know, had, are very different in personalities. And I think I put her through a lot, because uh, she's a very traditional Mingalorean woman. Huh? <laughs> so you can imagine, yeah, so you can imagine. But uh, she has just changed and evolved. And I can have all sorts of conversations with her. I mean, I put her through a tough time with, you know, marrying the wrong man, boyfriends. Um, but uh, but last few years since Ansh has come, that, uh, like, I'm very close to her. Like, I look forward to going home. I look forward to spending time with her. Now she's here, I'm so happy. Uh, before it was more like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mom. You know, today I speak to her every day because I understand why. She just wants to know you're okay. When I travel, I have to tell her. If I forget, when she calls, I don't. I used to get irritated before. I said, "Mom, I, I spoke to you yesterday." She said, "It's okay, it's okay." And she'll keep the phone down. So I, you know, the, that has completely changed. Like I understand that. Uh, that's uh, why why she feels what she feels. And I regret uh, wasting all these years and maybe those moments I could have had, uh, you know, with my parents. Because when you're single and you're out of the house and you're independent, you're focused on your career, focused on yourself. I, uh, at least I can talk personally, I was only thinking about myself. India currently follows a closed adoption system where it's very hard for the biological parents to find a child once it's in the system. And likewise, it's not easy for the child to trace their parents either. Jennifer knows that Ansh may one day want to know more about his biological family. For now though, that thought is suspended as she looks ahead towards the years to come. For my son, I just hope he is healthy. That he's passionate about cricket. Uh, <laughs> That's an expectation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh God, how do you know he'll hate it? Um, and uh, he really uh, takes the opportunities that I'm hoping I'll be able to provide him, you know, and, and make use of it. Uh, but whatever, wherever his dreams take him, I hope I can, I can support him. I just hope that um, he has a direction in, in life and uh, you know goes after it wholeheartedly and he lives his life to the fullest that's what i want over the past few years the indian adoption process has changed making it easier for single women to adopt according to umna menon kara representative 10 percent of the adoptions in the gulf region over the past 10 years are by single women a number that continues to rise Anj and jennifer have found each other and we hope their family tree continues to grow with the love of the many hearts around them. Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. 
If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website, nriwoman.com. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. It took me so many years to understand that I can be on that stage too. Maybe not face as big as audience as he would face, but I can attempt it. So it takes time for them to realize that they can do that too. So they have to seek that motivation. Self-motivation is a big factor. Never ever seek external motivation, external validation. You are your best critic. You are your best judge. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe.